With WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting. Oneida County voters will be narrowing the field for Oneida County Circuit Judge next Tuesday. Yesterday, you heard from Judge Mary Burns. Tomorrow, you'll hear from District Attorney Michael Sheik. Today, WXPR's Katie Thorson introduces us to Oneida County Corporation Counsel Mike Fugel. Between his time working in a private practice in Milwaukee, handling civil work and some criminal work under the firm's public defender contract, to trying civil matters in front of a jury in Oneida County, current Oneida County Corporation Counsel Mike Fugel says he's seen his fair share of good and bad judges. He says he shares a lot of the same qualities he's found in those good judges, which has led him to run for Oneida County Circuit Court judge. The attributes they had, the skills they had that made them good judges are also skills that I have. And so it's it's one of those things of seeing something that you would be good at. And so uh, applying yourself to that and seeking to become elected. Fugel says what's primarily important is for a judge to give a person involved in a lawsuit their due process and have an opportunity to present their case. And that a judge listens to it in an unbiased manner and is prepared to make a ruling that the judge perhaps doesn't want to make. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very important, to, especially at the circuit court level, um, to apply the facts to the law as established by the Court of Appeals in both Wisconsin and U.S. Supreme Court. Fugel believes the biggest challenge facing Oneida County's justice system is drug addiction and the lack of treatment options in the area. When he first started working in the county, Fugel says he spent a lot of time working on CHIPS or Child in Need of Protection Services cases. Fugel says most of those cases now involve alcohol or drug addiction, usually methamphetamine. You know, this is one thing we've been challenged in terms of on the children, families, and the courts. You know, what can we do to to really get treatment to be a bigger aspect of, of what the court system offers? Because if you don't treat the underlying issue, if you don't address the underlying issue, then it's just a revolving door. Fugel says he'd be in support of some type of drug wellness court. In particular, he'd like to see a family drug treatment court, but worries lack of treatment providers in the area will make that difficult. The primary election is February 21st. For WXPR News, I'm Katie Thorson. If you missed the interview with candidate Mary Burns, you can find it online at WXPR.org. Join us tomorrow as we hear from the final candidate on the ballot for Oneida County Circuit Court Judge Michael Sheik. Democratic Governor Tony Evers will be presenting his budget to the Wisconsin Legislature tonight. Evers started unveiling his budget during his State of the State address and has been releasing details from it for the last week. It includes money for the Brewers to repair their stadium, a tax plan to boost the middle class, and initiatives to curb reckless driving. You can watch his address tonight at WXPR.org. It starts at 7 p.m. After getting the budget, lawmakers will spend the next couple of months rewriting it. No more snowmobiling in Marathon County for now. Mike Leishner reports. A steady diet of temperatures in the 40s and recent rains forced the closure of Zone 2 trails in Marathon County at midnight, meaning in the last seven days all trails have closed countywide. Riders are reminded that using the trails when they are closed constitutes trespassing, and doing so can mean a citation, the loss of trail privileges, or both. Parks and Rec officials add if conditions improve over the next few weeks, they will reopen the trails. And riders can always stay updated by checking the department's snowmobile conditions website. The department also offers a trail condition hotline 
and shares information with the state's Travel Wisconsin snow report. That was Mike Leishner reporting. Snowmobile trails in Langlade County closed at noon on Tuesday. According to officials, the closure is supposed to be temporary in order to preserve the base. However, if the weather isn't favorable for trails, they may stay closed. Many snowmobile trails in central Wisconsin have closed due to the weather. However, there are still some open in northern counties with conditions ranging from poor to excellent. Students in central Wisconsin are putting their hearts into saving others. Jill Bailey is the physical education teacher at D.C. Everest Senior High, and she recently taught her students an important lesson. Hands only CPR can be life-saving if done correctly. Ultimately, we want everybody to have the knowledge and the skills and be willing to try and help in that situation. If someone should go into cardiac arrest, they know their students are prepared to handle the situation. Students in the district are required to learn hands-only CPR and how to use an AED by the time they graduate high school. Karen Wiggy, K-12 Physical Education Coordinator. They get training in 7th grade and then we revisit it in 10th grade and they get the hands-on practice. Uh, our students learn hands-only CPR and if they can just remember push hard, push fast, get things going as soon as possible. There are 23 AEDs throughout the district, along with a few additional portable AEDs. While they're grateful they don't need to use them often, they said it never hurts to be prepared. February is Heart Health Month. The story is courtesy of WAOW Television. Groups that advocate for older Americans are speaking out about the overuse of psychotropic medications in nursing homes. Last November, the feds reported that 80 percent of nursing facility residents they studied received these medications, which are supposed to treat conditions like psychosis, convulsions, depression, and anxiety. Eric Carlson, author of a new policy brief from the nonprofit Justice and Aging, says residents are sometimes being sedated as a form of chemical restraint. Evidence suggests that nursing facilities are using these antipsychotic medications to keep residents manageable. These are, by and large, residents who have not had a history of psychiatric conditions. Carlson says informed consent must be a bedrock principle for all patient care. The feds use the prevalence of antipsychotic medicines to rate nursing home quality, but they don't count patients with certain diagnoses like schizophrenia. The brief points out that the number of diagnoses for that condition shot up 35% after the rating system took effect in 2015. For WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting.